This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Chatting Human Design. I'm your host, Janelle Turner. Today's guest is an absolutely wonderful human being that I met uh, this past summer during a human design mentorship program that was really life-changing, I think, for all of us. She is very family-oriented. She's a 6'2 splenic projector. She's also a human design reader like myself. Welcome, Cassandra. Hi, Cassandra. How are you doing? Thank you so much. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So as you mentioned, I'm a 6'2 splenic projector. Um, I live in Kansas, and I'm just starting out in my human design business journey. I haven't even launched my website exactly yet, but I'm taking, you know, clients a little bit on the side and just sort of starting easing into it. Um, I am still taking human design courses. So as soon as I get finished with those, I think will be when I officially launch, but I'm really fascinated by human design and actually any system that helps me to understand myself and other people better. So yeah, I just, I, I'm really fascinated with all things human design. Exactly. I, I totally agree. It's really, it's a cool modality to learn more about yourself. And although Cassandra and I are still learning, human design has got so many layers that you can really feel confident sharing information with people almost right away. You, you just kind of have to get in your groove, but we're always going to be learning. Um, there's things that I, I have absolutely no clue about, like tone and color. When people mention those things, my face just goes blank. And at first I was a little bit like, maybe I need to learn a little bit about every part of it so that if, if somebody has a question, I can answer, hello, open head. <laughs> so now I know I can be comfortable with what I know about human design and what interests me. And I can keep learning about it because I'm never going to know everything. And the really awesome thing about human design is it's an experiment. So we try it in our lives and it works differently for each of us. So we can learn something new that we've never heard of before. I was speaking to Erica on last um, episode and she mentioned that um, when you have an, an open heart center and you, or when you have a, the, um, I'm sorry, a defined heart center and you have the channel for touch, like that likes physical touch. If you can't find somebody to do that for you, or if you're not around a human being, you can give yourself like a hug or a little massage. And when she said that during the podcast the other day, I was like, I never even, I it like blew my mind. I was like, I never even thought of that. And she goes, yeah, that helps me a lot if there's no one else around. And she's like, it's just a nice way to, to be kind to yourself and to love yourself. And you know me, Cassandra, I just started crying immediately. So, but <laughs> it was such a cool thing. And it's, again, it's something I would have never thought about, but Erica uses it in her practice all the time. So it's wonderful that we can learn these things about each other and and input these actions into our life as well and go, you know what, this is working for me too. I'm so happy that I learned about that. So yeah, that's probably one of the million reasons why I love human design. And today's topic is a really important one, I think. And I'm so glad that you suggested this one, especially at this time. I think it's a really important topic. It's being uh, having an undefined sacral center in a defined sacral world. And when we say this, the sacral center in human design is the energy for life itself. It's the energy for creativity, for pleasure, for vitality, to get things done in a consistent way. 
most people have the center defined. Most people are generators or manifesting generators and they have this center defined and this is their motor for life. Just because Cassandra and I have an undefined doesn't mean that we don't have energy for life or that we are just here floating around lifeless. It simply means it's inconsistent for us. So there will be days when we get super jazzed and we are like, let's go, let's do this here, 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 tons of energy. And the next day we can be flat and there's no rhyme or reason to it. And that can be very frustrating as a non-sacral being is because we want to make it logical and go, oh, today I have energy. That means that tomorrow I won't. Like we have no idea. Halfway through the day, we can be like, I'm done. I need a break. And this can also happen to sacral beings, but not it doesn't happen as often and it's not something that they really, I've asked my husband, it's not something that they really consider or think about. They just have the energy and they go. And they know that if they don't have the energy, then something's off, something's wrong. And usually when a sacral being does not have energy, it's because they're not lit up by what they're doing. And even if they don't know what that means, if they're not familiar with human design, to know that something is off is a really, awesome thing and to be aware of that fact. Now, there can be some issues that we deal with with undefined sacral centers. And usually it can look like really trying to make ourselves busy, always being busy, having a to-do list, really being busy because that's how we prove that we're worthy is by showing you how busy we can be, how many things we can check off of our list. It's, it's a way of showing all the generators and sacral generators of the world, we can be just as fast as you and we can run circles around you. Look at us, look at us do it. And it gives us a buzz and a charge, especially if you're around sacral beings, we're really taking in that energy. So it can almost be like an addiction of like, you're giving me so much energy. Look, look at me, I, I'm faster than you. I can get more done than you. It's a lot about proving yourself and about not really having boundaries for yourself to go, you know what? I don't have to be as good at you at this or as fast as you, or I don't have to have some sort of race with myself to get things finished and accomplished. That word accomplishment can be really staggering for us because we attach accomplishment with, do, with physical acts, doing things in life, not just being, we have to be doing. And it can really throw non-sacrals for a loop because we're, we're pretty much the opposite. <laughs> We're not really here to do, we're here to guide and to be and to help the doers see their path and to see something that would really work for them. And that takes a lot of energy and it can make us very tired. And I speak for myself when I say that when I become energetically tired from not doing anything physical, it drives me crazy because I can't logically say, oh, today I had a super busy day. I did this, 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 and this. No wonder I'm exhausted. No, it's just like, oh, today I, uh, well, maybe I, I had a Zoom with someone or, or you know, maybe I, I don't know what I did today. Why am I tired? And it just like, it eats at you and makes you think that you're lazy. You're, you're not a productive member of society. Why are you here? And that can be very stressful and traumatic. And I'm here to say that once you recognize this and you become aware of this in your life, 
and you forgive yourself for the moments when you are frustrated because you don't have the energy, because that will always happen. There will always be times when you say, damn, I really wish I had the energy to do this. And I don't, I'm so lazy. You're there's going to be times when we do that to ourselves because we're human beings. <laughs> but if we can say to ourselves, you know what? It's okay. Like it is okay to be tired. It is okay to not do as many things as your generator spouse or friend or whatever. It's not what we're here to do. To me, I, I put it as the non-sacrament beings are here for the quality, not the quantity. We're here to really enrich people's lives. And that takes more energy than any of us will ever know. And we have to forgive ourselves for everything really i've been really practicing forgiveness and awareness those two combination of like oh i see i see what i'm doing and i forgive myself it's okay it is okay that i ran myself ragged today it is okay that a lot of times i have problems i have an open root center um i you don't are you root spleen right now yeah i'm root spleen so i do have a little bit of energy with that defined root that kind of yeah. gives me a little bit of a i guess i look at it like a leg up a little bit more energy um but it can also lead to me overdoing even more so it can lead to me just sort of being like um overdoing to the extreme because i feel like i have this little energy to get started and then i need to finish it and then i've got to move on to this next thing and you know there's a lot of pressure there to keep going and keep doing and so i mean really it takes a lot of awareness especially bodily awareness to just convince myself that it's time to stop or realize when it's time to stop so yeah yeah i i I can't imagine what it would be like without my defined root center because I, I don't have a ton of energy. But um, so for you, what does that look like with the, with the undefined root center? Um, I would say that it's less about not finding the energy, but it's more about the pressure. The root is such mm -hmm. a pressure center that feeling the constant pressure of, I got to get this done, or mm -hmm. I, I, I could, if I did this today, I would have more time tomorrow for this next thing I'm going to throw on my list. The root really pushes at you and can and can make give you anxiety and make you worry because it's really throwing in your face that you don't have enough time. And it's like, it's a very obvious thing. We all say it, life is short. We don't have you know enough time in our days and la la la. But this root just stands in front of you and says, and just shows you the time ticking by. You're wasting, you're wasting your life. It really amplifies the feeling that you're wasting your entire life, which is very extreme mm -hmm. and very dramatic. But that's kind of how I feel that the root speaks to me. And actually it's interesting that you brought that up because to me, my undefined root is one of those centers that I always am thinking about and paying attention to because it mm -hmm. always comes up for me. The pressure always comes up for me. And really the only way to deal with root pressure like that is to, again, be it like, like we both said, to become aware, aware of what you're doing to yourself, to forgive yourself and to just remind yourself over and over and over that we all have the same time. Obviously some of us will have less time than others and or more time than others, depending on our life. But at this moment, the people that are here, we're all on the same time. We're all on that same page. For me, it's 2.30 on a Saturday. You know, it, it really helps me to like ground down to where I am in that moment and what time it is, what day it is, 
what, what the weather is outside to like really remind myself that I'm in the moment and to stop thinking mm. too much into the future and going, I'm, I don't have to, to be for present. This. I don't have to. Yeah. yeah. When you're present, the time slows. I feel like when you're mm-hmm. present, it slows down and you don't, I don't feel as much anxiety towards the next moment. I just kind of live where I am. And that's the root center. I know we're not talking about the root center. We're talking about the sacral <laughs> center today. But if you if you know anything about human design, you know sacral root are very they're they're not sim they're similar, but they're not the same. Um, the sacral center, um, as Cassandra said, because she has a defined root, that gives her energy to do things to get things done. But because she has an open sacral, it's like it stalls out. It's like okay, I want to get this done. Where where's the energy today? Oh, it's not there. Oh, I have it today, it, but not not now. It's it's very inconsistent, and so I can I can see and I can understand how that would be difficult to have boosts of energy saying let's get this done, but then there being the obstacle of the undefined sacral saying, you know, not today. You're not yeah. quite ready. Absolutely. Yeah. So for me, I mean, it's always looked like I, I grew up in a household full of generators and manifesting generators. I think. Um, it was, you know, taking in all of that sacral energy and just feeling it plus my root with that pressure to just do, I was always just trying to do as much as possible, really. I mean, even from a young age, I just, I I remember feeling like I was, I didn't have as much energy as everyone else. So that was like something that always stood out to me and I didn't understand why. And I would get, you know, a little bit um, ridiculed for wanting to take naps, for needing more rest. I would fall asleep, you know, just on car rides or, you know, random places. I, I, you know, I could sleep anywhere. And so I kind of got ridiculed and a little bit and, and made to feel like I was lazy or even told that I was lazy. And so that bit of conditioning um, sort of led to me being the one who was doing the most. And when I say the most, I mean the most. Like I, you know, even as a teenager, I had, you know, a couple of jobs. I was running around all over the place. I was always busy. I was always doing things and, you know, really just trying to keep up with everyone else. And um, my mom's a manifesting generator and she just goes from morning to night and she still does even, you know, well into her sixties, wow. she just goes, goes, goes all the time. And so that's what I saw. That was what was modeled for me. And I thought, well, why does that feel natural for me? Why does that feel normal for me? You know, but it, it never really did quite sit right, but I did it. And so, you know, in college, I worked full time. I went to college, you know, I was going from the morning to night really. And, um, then eventually, you know, after I started, you know, getting into the working world as, as, you know, outside of college, I would work all the time. So I'd work at night, I'd work during the day, you know, there was just no stop time for me. So it was never like, I need to turn off now. I would just keep going and going and then wonder why I was so completely exhausted Mm -hmm. all of the time. Um, And what stands out to me most, and this was before I knew anything about human design is that, you know, by the time that I hit 40, I, you know, was really starting to break down. I was really starting to sort of feel this degeneration of my health overall. Mm -hmm. I um, was experiencing a lot of different like stress related sort of like overdoing related um, autoimmune issues. And it just was really strange. Um, And there was never like a formal like diagnosis. Here's what's wrong with you. Here's what's going on. But there was just all these things that kept happening. And it was basically my body saying, hey, listen, 
slow down. We've been trying to get you to slow down, like, you know, <laughs> all this time and you just keep going. So I think at that time, I just sort of started to loosen up a little bit and work less and do less. And um, because on top of a full-time job and being a mom and doing all the things, like I, I also really love to exercise. So I was, you know, exercising intensely, like high intensity exercise and doing That's all so of these funny. things. And I love it. I mean, honestly, having a defined route, it's, I mean, that kind of exercise is completely appropriate and I love it, but it was just too much. Like everything I was doing was too much. And my body was finally like, okay, like we've, I've tried to warn you and now it's time for you to stop. So, you know, I kind of did. And then when I found out about human design, it made all the sense in the world to me. Cause I was like, I was really overdoing and I didn't know when to stop. And I was being overzealous and you know, I wasn't listening or having that body awareness where, you know, I could just turn off. And the minute I started doing that, the minute I started listening to those cues from my body and really taking some time to clear out and to um, go to bed earlier, which was super hard for me. I was always a night owl who wanted to stay up and then get up early. And, you know, um, once I started to really just say, okay, I know you don't like going to bed early, but just let's just do this as a practice. Now I can't wait. Like I, I wait. <laughs> bedtime is my favorite time. Like I can't wait to get to bedtime so I can just like totally regenerate and wake up in the morning feeling so fresh and, you know, so ready for life. But, you know, it took a long time to get there. And I think, you know, the toll that it took on my health was like the biggest thing. Um, and one of the reasons why um, when I'm working with clients or especially with family members about their human design, if I've got someone who's a projector or a manifester or a reflector, then I talk to them really about recognizing those body cues and really tuning in and listening to them so that they do learn, especially from a young age, when enough is enough and when to stop and when to just take a break. Because taking a break to me had all these negative connotations to it. It's like, oh, you're just, you know, you're taking a break. That isn't, you know, what are you lazy? You know, it's back to that soul conditioning, you know, that like, word, man. don't take a break, you know? And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, breaks are my best friend. And so, <laughs> you know, I just find any opportunity to really be like, okay, where's my energy level right now? How much have I gotten done? You know, can I go ahead and take a break and feel okay about it? So just really tuning in and asking myself self a lot of questions helps a lot. To really mm -hmm. control that but i think you know you mentioned earlier that you know most people are in generators and manifesting generators so with 70 percent of the population around us that's a lot to take in janelle i mean oh my gosh. you i know you feel me but like it's a lot to take in so like i think for me the most supportive thing has been learning to clear out um and i think that also became really a, a, a apparent, I guess, was when I was in large crowds and I was taking in just all this energy in addition to having like, you know, all these open centers, but my sacral in particular, like taking all of that in, I was like super jazzed and super energized. And I would be like, woo, living it up. And then I would go home and I would crash and I would be like down for days, just kind of like recouping because my body had just really taken on too, too much. Exactly. Yeah. And it can sound limiting for those of you that are listening who have the undefined sacral oh i have to take breaks i have to go to bed early this is what it's going to have to look like for me but it looks so different for each person and this is i think what really helped me because I, that's what i thought when i first realized this i'm not a nap person and i'm not really a break person i feel like if i take a break then i'm just gonna lose all my energy and i'm done for the day and that's it mm -hmm. and so that's what i kind of told myself but then i realized that 
breaks can look like so many different things. And for me, some of the most powerful breaks are just five minutes of going out on my patio where I can't hear anybody else in my apartment and just kind of taking a few breaths and then going back in. And I was so surprised at how much energy I gained from these practices from taking a few minutes to just step away. It doesn't have to be like a 30 minute break, or you don't have to like go into a dark room and meditate. Like it can just be time away from other people's energy, because that's where we really get ourselves into trouble is for me personally, I never thought that other people's energy affected me that much. I was like, oh no, those it's, I don't even, yeah, all those people I'm around, it's not a bug. It's not, it's not affecting me. I didn't realize, I thought like all my anxiety and all my like stress about life was all coming from me, but it was coming yeah. from around me and from the energies of other people. Yeah. So to really realize that, and that I can take a couple breaks during the day that don't really have to look like anything or I can look at my to-do list. This is one of my favorite things to do is to look at my to-do list for the day and wipe something out and put it on a different day. I don't know Mm -hmm. why, but like, I'll look at something and go, oh, I'm not going to get that to that today. Wipe it out, move it to another day. And it feels so great. I agree. I think that simple structure is really helpful as well. And you said something about, you know, breaks can look like a lot of different things. And sometimes for me, it really is just like, taking, getting out of my, the four walls I'm in. So if I'm in my office, just like stepping out into, you know, another room, taking a really deep breath, a couple of, yeah. of breaths and, you know, maybe walking around a little bit, but also I think just really, really coming to a place of acceptance that if I do take a break and nothing else gets done for the rest of the day, that that's okay. Because yes. sometimes that just happened to your point. I've had plenty of times where I've taken a little bit of a longer break because because obviously I needed it. And then I just, you know, had full intentions of coming back and getting the rest of whatever I was working on done. And when that didn't happen, I've just learned really lately to, instead of beating myself up about it, to really just sit with it and be like, it's okay. Like I'll get that done another time. Um, And again, I mean, this can, I know we're not talking about the undefined heart, but that's also part of my undefined heart um, is, you know, like really wanting to be like, oh, I'm going to do this whole thing today and I'm going to get it done and really over promising to myself. Um, And then when I can't, you know, it used to feel like I would be beating myself up for that, for not having the energy or the willpower to do that. But now I'm just like, if I take a break and then the rest of my day is quote shot, I'm fine with it. I, I must need that extra rest. I must need to go ahead and, and, gen- and re- regenerate in that way. Um, so I've just come to terms with that, but you're right. So there is a little bit of fear for me around, okay, if I take a break now, I may never finish this thing I'm working on, but really like leaning into, and that's okay, has served me very, very well, especially lately. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. It sometimes like you can really get on something and then there'll be just a time when I'm like, okay, if I keep doing this, it's not going to be quality. Like if I keep going on this project or working on this person's chart, I'm not giving as much quality energy as I can. I'm just kind of going through the motions to get it done. And I don't think that, I think that's not fair to myself or to the people that I'm doing, doing work for. So it makes much more sense for me to step away and to come back Mm -hmm. when I feel more energized and more clear in my open centers. And I, I give much better readings that way. And a lot of times if I step out, like you said, if, if my day becomes shot, if I take a break and there's like three or four things left on my list and I just decide not to get to them, 
I'm usually not that upset with myself. I think before, mm. before it happens, I'm like, oh, if I don't get to these things, I'm going to be <laughs> real pissed. And then I don't get to them and I look at what they are and I'm like, oh, laundry. Okay. Like, do my, be there. <laughs> do my nails. All right. Like I'm looking at the things and it's not, the, yeah. it's not like world changing stuff. And it's much easier for me to go, you know what? I think I'm just going to put this off till later. And then yeah. I feel like a sense of pride almost because I took control of the time that I have. And I said, you know what? I don't need to stick all these things into this time that I have just to feel productive or to feel like I got something done today. I can lounge yeah. on the couch or with my husband, you know, or bake because I, I really love baking. Um, and I, it doesn't have to be anything that's moving me forward in life. Every moment of yeah. your day doesn't have to be something that's moving you forward in your life. That's exhausting. And I think to our talk about like different types of rest, like you're baking, sometimes that creative rest is fun, right? Like you're just doing something creative. Or for me, sometimes it's like taking a walk. So it's not that I'm laying down and I'm um, taking a nap and I'm, you know, doing those things, which I do love naps, don't get me wrong. But like sometimes just those like little regenerative things of I'm on a walk, I'm in nature, I'm outside, you know, I'm getting out of the, into a different space can be very, very restful. And um, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about as a fellow projector and see how you felt about this is that I think you mentioned earlier that your husband um, is a sacral being. So he has a defined sacral generator. So, so if, what does it feel like also, this is one thing that I noticed after I got into human design and I just was paying attention. It's like, I can borrow the energy energy of a generator or manifesting generators in my life and leverage that and really like ride on that energy. But one thing I noticed is that how does that affect me then when they are actually exhausted and tired, when they don't have that energy, I also then feel like I have wow. even less energy. Does that ever happen to you? Does that, yes. cause that's been coming up and I've been noticing that as well a lot. It's like, I wasn't tired. And usually when I'm around this person, I have so much more energy. And then I notice that they are exhausted. They are tired. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm really tired. I think it's really them. And so, cause sometimes, especially with my defined route, like I do have a little bit of energy. So I feel like, oh yeah, I'm going, but maybe I'm going a little slower than I normally am when I'm trying to leverage this person's yeah. energy. So I thought that was an interesting observation. It's just like really noticing like when other people are at a lower energy place or, or maybe the, sometimes the, the generator manifesting generator, in my life is, is not doing something that's really bringing them a lot of energy that mm -hmm. I also take that in. Yes. And that can I, side rail my day, like at work, yeah. especially if I'm around people that are low energy for whatever reason. And normally I'm able to kind of ride that mm -hmm. and I can't, I'm like, Oh gosh, now what do I do? Where am I going to find this energy? That yeah. totally makes sense. Um, sacral beings can be tired too. It's not just us. Uh, especially if they're not into what they're doing, they can really get their energy zapped and become really exhausted and frustrated with that sort of situation. And as Cassandra said, we can sort of borrow energy or leverage. I like that word better. The energy of sacral beings, as long as we pay attention to what we're doing, we don't overdo it. And we realize when it becomes almost like an addiction of like, I can't get away from this sacral energy. Oh, I need, then I, if I can't get away because I I feel like I can't, that's the time to get away as fast as possible because that's when it's really grabbing a hold of you and saying I'm yours, but it's not ours. And yeah, there have been times when uh, Sean has been tired. He's a wedding photographer. This is actually really funny that you brought this up. And sometimes during the summer, he'll have th three or four 10 hour weddings in a row that are like two hours outside of town. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he's like gone all day. 
shooting people's weddings, which is incredibly tiring. And then at the end, like on the Sunday, when he comes home, I'm like, I'm exhausted. And I haven't even been around him. And I'm just like, because I can feel it as soon as he walks in, I'm like, oh man, you need to sleep for like two days. And, and now be- I do too. <laughs> and because he's a, and because he's a generator, he can do this kind of stuff more and it doesn't affect him yeah. physically as much as it does projectors, um, reflectors and manifestors. And as you touched on earlier, health wise, it can really affect us if we try to ride that energy for too long and burn ourselves out. And that's not to say that generators and manifest and generators don't burn out. They do and they can. It just, from my observation, seems to take a lot more. And I also feel as though generators and manifesting generators really realize if they're, if they're living their design, even a little bit, really realize at the end of the day that they're tired and they need to go to sleep. And that's when their recuperating time happens for manifesting generators and generators is overnight. Go to bed when you're tired. That's why they're supposed to burn out their energy during the day. And we really don't have that as a, as a signal at the end of the day, that's like, okay, you're tired, go to sleep now, recharge for the next day, because we have such inconsistent energy. I could get excited about something at like six or seven o'clock at night. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not tired now. Like I should be tired, but I'm not tired. Or more often, this happens way more often in the middle of the afternoon, like one, two, three o'clock. I'm just like, exhausted for like no reason. I'll, it just hits me that I'll be, I get tired. That's usually when I have a cup of tea and that ritual itself really does energize me and make me feel, I mean, obviously it's the caffeine too, but I really do feel like the ritual because I really enjoy like my tea time kind of is like a marker in the day. Like, okay, you had your tea time. Now you're ready for the rest of the day. So I think kind of putting things in your day as a projector that you connect to and enjoy on a personal level that has nothing to do with other people, those things can really kind of give you energy and also like signpost your day. Like, okay, I had my tea at one o'clock. I've got enough energy to keep me going till about five o'clock. And then I think I'm going to, and then I'm going to kind of wind down for the day and to take control of your days that way. And to not feel like you're being lazy. That L word is for projectors, reflectors mm-hmm. and manifestors is a really hard one because as you've said, I grew up with a manifestor mother and my entire life, I thought if I'm not productive, if I'm not achieving something, if I'm not striving for something with my time all throughout the day, what am I like, it, what am I good for basically? <laughs> Right. And so we have been, you, we're conditioned and that's a huge part of human design is we're conditioned through our childhood, through our life to live a certain way. And for non-sacral beings, it's almost always to live a sacral life. Like almost mm-hmm. always. I've never heard anyone say that they had like an entire non-sacral family growing up. That would be amazing. That's probably amazing, but like you've always got one person there almost always anyway that's going to have the sacral motor and it's going to really make you think that you have that energy too. And as a, when you're growing up as a child, there's nothing to tell you that that's wrong. It's, it's like, it's, there's nothing to say, Oh, it's okay to not be as energetic as your sister or your brother. My sister, I don't, Oh no, my sister's a projector, but she's an energy projector like you. So she has more energy, 
Um, and I could never keep up. And I used to put myself down for naps. I used to voluntarily say, mom, I'm ready to go take a nap. And she was like, okay. And I would just go take naps as a little, as a little kid, because I was tired. And I really think that to radically give yourself permission to have your days look however you want them to look, and they don't have to look like anything. Your to-do list can be blank. You know, it can also be filled with a ton of stuff that you never get to. It's all okay. All of it. Mm -hmm. And that is where I've really had to come to a deep acceptance of not only do I feel like I have energy all the time because my husband and I are with each other a lot of the time. So not only do I feel like I should be doing stuff, I should, 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 which is a, a real generator thing to say. So I know when I'm feeling it and I'm saying it in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's Sean. That's Sean right there. Because projectors don't really should. We wish we could projector FOMO, but should is a real generator word. And so when I hear myself saying it, or when I feel that energy, I, I know it's time to maybe take a break and to go for a walk by myself or to go in the bedroom in my yoga space by myself. And it, like I said, it doesn't take a lot of time, but just that step away separates me from his sacral center center, but I can come back to it and leverage it if I need it. So it really depends on my energy that day. Um, uh, Cassandra has a little bit more, not, I wouldn't say consistency, but more consistency. I would say more of like a boost. Like, like you said, there'll be times when you feel like you really have energy and. Yeah, for sure. And I think that also, as you were talking, it, it occurred to me that I think with that little extra boost, sometimes it can feel like when, um, an electric outlet gets overloaded from having too many things plugged into it. It just sort of blows. Mm -hmm. Whereas like generators and manifesting generators sort of have a surge protector to me. Like they know when to stop I a little that. bit. It's like, you know, it, yep, too much off and go to bed. Whereas we can sometimes like really push ourselves. And especially I feel like with my defined route and it's like, I'll go and go, or I used to, now I'm a little bit better about it, but like go and go and go until that whole fuse blows and you have to go out, you know, go out to the basement or the garage or wherever it is and flip the switch again. Right. So, uh, to get it working or replace the fuse, gosh, you know, sometimes that happens, but I think that one other thing that I found that being around a lot of generators and manifesting generators that I've gotten really good at once I've started paying attention and tuning in and being able to just discern what's mine and what isn't theirs is also helping them slow down a little and being like, hey, don't you think it's, let's, let's go ahead and take a rest now. Like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, and maybe they don't necessarily need it, but like sometimes they do, right? So sometimes we all need to just kind of slow down and be like, that's good for the night. So especially like I've noticed with my mom and my sisters, I'll be able to say like, you know, hey, let's go sit down for a little bit. We can take a break. It's okay. You know, like really normalizing rest a little bit because no matter what, we're human. We need rest. Our bodies need to regenerate. And so, yeah. you know, sometimes it can be really nice to kind of like bring them to that place of rest as well when I, whether it's me needing it or I feel like I'm tuning into them needing it. So I don't know. I, I don't totally know that's agree. Come up for you. Yeah. It has. And I think it, especially around sacral beings who have certain other centers undefined, like the root center. Yeah undefined, they're going to feel pressure, their head center undefined, they're going to feel pressure, even though they're generators and to kind of, to come and step in and, and say, you know, I understand that pressure and it's yeah. okay. It's okay. And I think that's the real lesson and the real thing that we, Cassandra and I want you to, to take from this is if you're an undefined sacral being, you're always going to feel pressure. You're always going to, you don't know when enough is enough. 
And you're always going to feel the need to keep going and not just to keep going, but to surpass others, to be better than, to expend more energy, to do more. And that's always going to be a part of our energy. And we're not trying to turn it off. It's more of an acceptance and an awareness of our boundaries and understanding that our days are going to look different, not just different from other people, but different day to day. Like my day today is going to look different than my day tomorrow. And I might have a completely different energy situation going on tomorrow. Today, I felt pretty low energy and I almost canceled this podcast, but I knew once I started talking, I would get it back because as a projector, when we get into our niche or the things that really we're passionate about, that's where a lot of our energy can come from too. And it's true. I feel a lot better. Um, that's so funny you say that. Cause I was feeling the same way. I was like, man, I'm pretty tired today. Like, I hope I can really summon up the energy to get this podcast. But as soon as we sat down and started talking, I mean, we both love this, right? We love talking mm -hmm. about it. So it was just like, yeah, here it comes. Here comes that little boost of energy I needed. Um, and if I would have canceled, really get through it. If I would have canceled, I would have had to, I would have felt crappy, but I would have forgiven myself and I would have accepted it as, you know what, that's just life. But I knew yeah. that I, I knew I was going to be all right. And after this, I'm probably going to be done for the day. And I have already told myself <laughs> that that was okay. It is okay. So yeah. that's kind of the message is it's never going to look the same as the other person. It's never going to look the same day to day. And you just have to radically forgive yourself for all the feelings you have towards being productive versus being lazy, all the feelings you have towards a full to-do list versus an empty to-do list. It's, it really depends on the day and how you feel and your energy is quality and we have to honor it and protect it and take our breaks and empty out, as you said, other people's energy. Cassandra and I both only have two defined centers. So we have a lot of openness, which means not just in our sacral center, but in most of the rest of the centers, we take in other people's energy. And it's very, it can be exhausting when you don't release it. And that doesn't have to look like, again, it doesn't have to look like anything. It's not like a complicated ritual you have to do to release other people's energy. It can simply be as Cassandra said, getting out of the four walls that you're in, going for a walk, switching to a different room, taking a few deep breaths with your eyes closed, being somewhere quiet where there's no other noise or energy from another person or even another animal. There's times when I feel like I need to get away from my dogs and my husband, all of them, like all of it. <laughs> and I think it's just the energy swirling around and um, we catch it, we catch it in our net. And when we go for a walk or we meditate, if that's your thing or whatever you do, dance, yoga, whatever it is to kind of bring it out of you, that is the, to me, one of the absolute healthiest things you can do for your mind and body is understand that without you doing anything, you're holding on to people's stuff. And, mm -hmm. and without you doing anything, you're letting go of people's stuff. So mm -hmm. yes. thank you so much for being here with me, Cassandra. I'm super happy we got to talk about this and I really feel like we have connected more. I missed you. And, yes. and I know that we have like this bond, this projector bond, which is amazing. And I have one more question for you, actually. What weapon would you choose in a zombie apocalypse? Oh, goodness. 
Oh, do we have some choices? What are our choices? Make, I don't know. Make weapon. Up. Oh my goodness. When I thought about this question, <laughs> my, what'd you say? Could I be invisible? Would that be a, a yeah, whatever a you want. Invisibility. Yeah. My <laughs> I just want to disappear if there's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> That's a good one. Mine was like a giant flamethrower gun that just shoots. Ah, oh, there you go. Out. Yeah. You know, I've never really thought about it. I'm probably the, the most unprepared person for anything like that. I, I feel that I felt that way about the pandemic. I felt that way. And my friends know it too. They're like, hey, we know you don't have food like in your house because you're never prepared for these things. So like maybe <laughs> go get some food, you know? So yeah, if the zombie apocalypse came, I guess I'd probably just want to disappear. It's like, I don't know what to do. Send me out. <laughs> cloak. You would have a cloak of invisibility yes, you could just yes. throw over yourself. I'll just hide from the zombies, go back to my little cave. Like, you know. <laughs> it's okay. I will kill them with all the flames and you can hide. I, thank you I, I appreciate it thank you so much yeah I really appreciate you um having this conversation it's, it was so much fun and um it's just a joy thank you of course and thanks for <laughs> listening to chatting human design we will catch you later <laughs> thank you for listening to chatting human design join me again soon have a fantastic day